Hey guys, Hunter here from Blank Bodies, and with the new year starting, we wanted to start off with a little announcement. We're going to be changing up how things work at over on our Patreon. We're going to give you guys some more options, as well as help push ourselves to create a little more content that we're excited to share. So, $5 Ancilla tier, staying the same. You'll still get a special title in our community Discord of Ancilla, and you'll have access to the Patreon channel. We use that to talk to fans about one-shots we're working on, questions to ask upcoming interviewees, things like that. You also get a vote on occasional uh, patron community polls. Those are a little random, but those are open to all of our patrons. Then we have the $10 Elder tier. Uh, this is going to be replacing the $8 tier we had, but if you're already at the $8 tier, you're going to be grandfathered into that $8 price, so you don't have to worry about us bumping the price up on you. And we're going to leave that $8 tier up for just a little bit for anyone who wants to get in before the price increase. But this tier will get the same Discord patron role of Elder, access to the channel, the community polls. You'll also get to do episode polls that we do every month and help us decide what we're going to be talking about on the show. We'll also give you access to our monthly horror movie streams we're hoping to get going soon. So then we have our all-new all tier the Harpy tier. These folks are going to get access to all the stuff the previous tiers do, but after one month, you'll get a pencil character illustration done by Sarah, and if you stay at this tier for a full year, Sarah's going to do a full color illustration one-on-one -on -one with you of any character of your choice. Then we're adding the $100 blood tier. We also will have our first Patreon goal coming up this year of $500. $500 because with all the editing and time that goes into it, we think that would put us in a place where we could do weekly episodes. So we'd get three main episodes a month, plus our one monthly bonus interview episode. Um, so we'll have all that set up at Patreon. If you, we'd love it if you could go check it out. And uh, please enjoy our interview today with one of the artists from Vampire V5. Thanks. Have a great day. Hi, uh, I'm Hunter. I'm joined as always by. Oh, hi, it is Sarah this time. Hello. And this is Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 podcast, tabletop gaming and horror. Um, today we have a special guest with us. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, do, you, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I don't know if I'm that special, but uh, <laughs> my name is Krzysztof Bieniawski. Uh, I'm, I go by Rabbit Black Dog on social media and I paint some art for Vampire the Masquerade. <clears throat> yes. So yeah, if you've been getting any of the, the newer books and you've been seeing like the, the really sick character art, this, this is the bro. We found him. We found them. <laughs> <laughs> and we somehow convinced them to talk to us. So hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad you're glad you're able to sit down with us. So really really a real pleasure uh, for me to to be to be invited uh, to to your podcast and and I, I i believe we will have some some great fun yeah 
<laughs> Unless I bore you to death, because no. when I when I start talking, I will never stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got an hour to cover, so that might be a uh, feature and not a bug. <laughs> what was it that got you interested in Vampire the Masquerade initially? I started playing Vampire the Masquerade and uh, role-playing games uh, when I was in high school. So I started, like most of the guys, probably around 16. Uh, we played the standard set of, of games that was uh, like available for, for Polish, uh, our Polish nerds. So first it was Warhammer. And then Cyberpunk 2020. And the third one uh, I was uh, exposed to was Vampire the Masquerade. And that one resonated with me the most. So it uh, it, it stayed for 23 years now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so oh I throughout these years, I'm still playing with one of the guys who got me to role-playing games, still the same guy is is a part of my playing group so so i believe it it went well yeah. <laughs> no that's rad oh that's so good yeah um speaking of 23 years um sarah showed me earlier you did the some of the artwork for the uh, 30th anniversary announcement they did so you've been there for most of it at least <laughs> I... uh, we started playing uh second edition because it was the first uh, edition of Vampire the Masquerade published in, uh, in Poland in Polish okay. um, and then um, that that wasn't there wasn't that much uh, of, of Vampire the Masquerade material published in Polish because that that was like three books for second edition and or maybe five something like that and uh, maybe two or three for third edition and that was it so, so from that point, um, I just switched to to PDFs and, and original material. Uh, gotta say that probably <laughs> had it uh, took part in developing my English <laughs> because I I just had no choice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, by now I probably have most 90% of the books ever published for Vampire the Masquerade and paper on my on my shelves so yeah oh no that's rad uh question that we get asked uh to ask people a lot is like do you have a favorite clan or preferred clan like what's what's your what's your most comfortable one for that 23 or something years, I mostly was a storyteller. So okay. uh, oh, wow. if, you, if, you're a if you're a storyteller, uh, it's hard to say what clan is favorite because you have to like all of them yeah. the same, except for Ravnos. No one ever needed them for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular yeah. opinion time. No, uh, no, you're fine. I, I've been open with the... Uh, most of my years of storytelling, I did not allow Ravnos at my table. So, like, uh, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I guess they were kind of rescued and then mm -hmm. fifth edition made sense for them. Uh, that's my opinion. But uh, as a player, I enjoyed playing Malkavians uh, oh. a lot. That was uh, actually my first character, and I still have it. Uh, and the, the second one could be probably La Sombra, 
because that was a character I played the most, I believe. My, my brother, who was uh, in our group, was a second storyteller. We, we switched. Uh, and uh, he, he ran a game, a Dark Ages game that uh, was like through the centuries. We started in early medieval times and ended up in Renaissance. So, so uh, yeah, that was, that was my, the longest uh, played uh, character. But to be honest, I like the initial seven uh, Camarilla clans the most, I believe, because uh, to me, I'm kind of mentally stuck on the second edition uh, throughout, throughout the years. Uh, and I'm glad that the fifth edition uh, took, a, took a kind of made a full circle and got back to the to the game that is uh, focused more on the the moral uh, aspect of the of the game the the, the struggle with the beast and human uh, with the beast for for humanity and um politically on the street level and not the overall crossover um, plot uh, but uh, like the the local things and, and small beginnings and that was what what i liked the most in my games and uh, that was what I like and still like the most playing. So, uh, but the seven clans, seven initial Camarilla uh, clans were uh, those that I believe were conceptually clans that are the most recognizable as a, as a, uh, how, how, how should I say it? Uh, are built on the on the tropes that that are that are easily recognizable by by anyone who heard uh, the word vampire yeah. so uh, if you if you take into account uh, all the the most popular literature literature um, folklore myths and all that stuff from the seven uh, camaria uh, clans every single one of them corresponds to a trope or a, or a something like that like uh, Bruja, you have lost boys. Uh, Ventru, <laughs> that's that's kind of simple. Uh, like Nosferatu, that's even even simpler. Uh, Malkavians, you have Renfield from from Dracula, and all that stuff is easy, uh, easily recognizable for me. And uh, there are from from other clans, uh, there are some that that have that aspect to them, like uh, Zimisti, Zimiske, or however you pronounce it. Um, that that Dracula vibe, or I don't know if you ever uh, watched the Hunger movie with David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, you you get followers of Set. Mm -hmm. You you just get them, and uh, there are these things. But some of the clans and later added uh, bloodlines, I believe, were I believe because I don't know it were built upon different concepts, concepts for disciplines, concept, uh, concepts for, uh, I don't know, uh, political functions, but not the uh, literary or pop culture or folklore or uh, this kind of uh, material that is established enough uh, for anybody to be recognizable, like intuitively. So that's, that's my response. <laughs> No. lengthy enough <laughs> <laughs> no that's great i i think a lot of similar things and uh that was one of the big draws for me on v5 too is the fact that everything was going to be more street level 
and yeah. the, the the mechanical change towards the hunger dice and focusing on that oh, that was more. that was great like, that was great it just ceased to be just mana points and uh, began to be forced as a something you mechanically uh, that you can never ever forget about right oh it's so good i just the amount of players that are like i want to do this thing they're like oh wait i would hunger for uh <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe should not <laughs> it's been uh, yeah. uh and you said uh that the the one the seven core are very recognizable and that's something i definitely agree with too i've tried to play games in the past in older editions with just the amount of bloat and bloodlines and plans there were and it was hard enough to get like a new player accustomed to the rules without giving them that many options too. I love options, but having like the seven core in one book, you can hand a player book and say, that's all you need really helps for new people, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that's, uh, that's uh, that aspect of what I've said that these are archetypes that are re- easily recognizable for anyone who watched two horror movies. Uh, about vampires in their life uh, not that i don't uh, enjoy all the uh, bloodlines or clans i liked asamites for banu hakim now for for a quite a long time and uh, i know they they were built uh, around the concept of the brotherhood of uh, assassins you know the the, the nizaris ismailites or how, however you you want to call the the historical uh, source but uh, it's all great job, great job done. But these are my these are my favorites uh, because they fit the concept of playing a horror game when where you are the monster, the most and the easiest. Yeah, no, I uh, uh, one of the things I I, I really liked uh, the Facebook groups where I saw where you were sharing your finished work and also the, all the concept work was the amount of like thought you shared with all of that. And how much, uh, like, it seemed like you do a lot of research when you're getting into doing the art for, like, character concepts. So is, like, researching and doing pre-work before you get to doing actual artwork a big part of your process? Uh, This is something that uh, is uh, characteristic of uh, everything I do around the role-playing games. Because I have this uh, habit uh, and need should I say, to make everything I create believable and uh, and as um, close to, to being true as possible. So uh, I just wouldn't be happy uh, throwing out anything that uh, that could be easily regarded as, okay, that's some high fantasy bullshit. Uh, uh, not that I don't like high fantasy, but the the part of Vampire the Masquerade in particular, that is its strongest uh, trait is that the game is so close to reality and that's the most horrific part of it. Uh, and it and it like, and it kind of reflects in, in anything i do <laughs> that's that the funny thing is if not for vampire the masquerade i wouldn't be the uh, be an artist today oh yeah uh, so these things kind of shaped mm-hmm. um, me in in uh, in the same amount because i 
was growing up playing the game and that was uh, shaping my creativity and how I approached uh, creating anything and creating a, uh, a chronicle is a creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have this, the, the same approach uh, for, for, for my art. As, as, as you probably seen my style, I try to, I try to be, despite the, the strange color, color palette I use, but I try to be realistic and I, I don't like play, uh, painting superheroes or, or super, supermodels mm-hmm. um, only because these people exist, but other people exist as well. So um, to be the most, uh, to be as um, as close to being believable as possible, they have to look uh, the way you you can uh, believe uh, as as probable, and uh, the, the the elements that create them have to be grounded in our reality for for them to for for the outcome to be to be something that, that that resonates and you can believe in so so uh and i i just like doing things good in a uh, you know in a in a way that i'm happy with and and i'm i'm happy with in a way that okay i've done it well uh, i've done homework homework and someone that is for example jewish uh would not laugh at me because i put some few few signs in hebrew and uh, they are just random stuff or i don't i don't know some few chinese signs that uh, that means uh, spicy chicken you know Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that's so i just i just try i don't know uh, you see i'm not educated in any anything and i don't know anything but i I, i'm trying i'm i'm trying so so and that keeps me happy and that also makes me grow because i have to read something new about something new every time yeah yeah no that was the when i was going through the 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 spot the black handbook that was one of my favorite things going through the book was all the the figure drawings you did like they have like a weight to them and I love that the anatomy felt really like tangible and like had a, like a texture. And I like that. I really love the way that you uh, use like not tech, what people, what outside people not involved in art would call like not skin tones yeah, into skin tones. And it just adds so much more of like a life to them where I'm just like, oh yeah, no, these are real people and they are scary. <laughs> About the skin tones, that's a discussion I have with my artist buddy from I don't know how long, uh, because in art, my favorite, uh, I like Baroque painting and symbolism, and etc. And I'm not that much of a fan of Impressionism. But if you think of it, I paint Impressionism uh, in, in terms of how I use color. But yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that, that buddy of mine, uh, is always uh, when when anywhere in intern in the internet uh, the discussion about skin tones uh, arises mm-hmm. is like uh, what do you uh, what colors do you do you use for skin tones and uh, Krzysztof says what colors you don't use for skin tones <laughs> <laughs> why not use all of them no it's great uh, I and it was also nice. Um, I, I like that you had also like had a variety of people in the book because um, yeah I what I I'm also an art person and when I was going through art school I I had many many fights with my professors because I would 
makes uh, like blue and purple tones into darker skin tones uh, for class projects. And then they would be like, no, 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 that's not what the project is. And I'm like, but it that's, I used one of my friends for a model and that's how it worked. Like, uh, ah. So it's just, it's, it's just so nice. Like seeing that uh, somebody is able to put uh, as much thought and as much just like uh, color and have a really strong sense of anatomy into something that is supernatural inherently. So I was just like, yeah. So when I saw you posting, I was just like, oh, yes. Uh, I love all your work. It's so good. Just Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. But uh, <laughs> what you told about anatomy, it's like we're, go we're going back to, to what I said about things being believable. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of painting monsters in the in a overly monstrous way mm -hmm. because to me it always boils back to the the basic concept of the game which is beast versus humanity and showing a beast in a very humanly shape even if it has bestial bestial uh, traits like fangs or glowing eyes or or claws the the, the human shape of it is the most terrifying trait you know mm -hmm. and that's that's what i what i like about this game and try and probably it reflects in how how i approach painting characters for this game yeah oh no it's great um yeah because you've i've seen you also sharing some of the uh preview or stuff you're working on for an an additional sabat book is that is that my understanding correct mm, no the 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 pieces i uh, i share on uh, social media right now mm -hmm. are all the pieces i've done for the sabbat book but you may just <laughs> not remember all of them because there were yeah. uh, almost 20 uh, illustrations i've done for this book so yeah so it's it's easy to 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 let some slip in your in a, oh in, yeah in, no 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 it's yet. okay i i have also been working and moving and holidays so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the, also, there's there, there's uh, almost sixty art pieces in this book, so all of them great. So, so uh, also the the book is good enough. So I <laughs> I, I don't hold it against myself that someone just is is not focus focusing on the on the art alone because th that's not the point. The point is <laughs> the, the art <laughs> just like serves the the, <laughs> the 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 stuff that was that was written. For, for in the oh book, yeah right? no it's it's been yeah no i i appreciate you sharing the post that you have because getting your insight on what you thought about doing for character design is really really great and i think it's also a good jumping off point for other storytellers to be like oh okay so there's this information and i can yes and that into games i'm doing that's so the ultimate I, goal why, why i'm doing it because um, not only sharing but painting in the the these pieces the way i try to paint them because I'm a, I'm a consumer of, of role-playing games and books as well. So I, I, I know I choose games that, are, uh, that have strong visuals. Even if, uh, if the game uh, is good, but if it doesn't look good, I feel less inspired. Oh yeah, uh, sure. and uh, and if I have uh, if I open the book and, and I see artwork that resonate that give me ideas. Um, because I'm reading something and I'm I, and I I'm seeing a, a picture that shows it in a in a way that uh, that provokes some thought. 
I, my mind just wanders and I have two chronicles in my head already. And that was, that was something I, uh, that is something I always try to, to catch in, that, uh, in the pieces I, I paint. And that is, that is the goal. And uh, the other thing is um, there is no image for me, the way I work with that, without the story behind it. Mm-hmm. So when I, uh, characters are maybe a bit more difficult because you have on, only the characters, the, the way uh, the character is dressed, uh, looks at you, the gesture, the, the prop, uh, the lighting, the pose, um, to tell the story. Um, um, if you have a, a scene or something like that, an action scene or something like that, it's much more easier to tell a story, but the, there always has to be one always has to be a story in the, the way I see it uh, to make the artwork resonate and to, to provoke uh, the, the, the viewer to, to get something more out of it uh, than just only, you know, okay, this is a vampire or this is a feeding, this is a war. And yeah. on that uh, note, I believe you did one of my favorite pieces from the Sabah book or at least one of the most striking to me, um, the one of the ghoul who's like orange and engulfed and you can see just in his like sunglasses lens, the man on fire. Yeah, yeah, the paladin. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I just, I like, cause yeah, we were, we were looking at that initially all together and then one of us was like, wait, is there, is there, oh my God. <laughs> like right on the lens, just like, that's such a good little touch. Like, Thank you. And that's that's something I can never figure out because mm-hmm. the pieces I worked the most on and uh, that was the most challenging for me and uh, that was uh, the hardest of work for me aren't exact aren't aren't necessarily the ones that uh, the, the audience find uh, like like the best or, or I, I shouldn't use that uh, uh, like the most. Okay, mm-hmm. so this particular piece piece I did very quickly. Like mm-hmm. it, it just came. I just did it. Bang, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like uh, let me think about one. I I have some struggle with like the crusade. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, that that's the picture when you uh, with the with the female floating above the crossroads and there is a conflict beneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy with that one, and it took a long time for me to finish. And I and I and I thought, oh wow, that is epic. Uh, yeah. they, people people will like it. And and then, uh, like I don't know if if it if it's a good indicator of, of whether the piece is good or or not. But then I see on my social media that uh, the paladin or um, the bloodhounds, yeah. Uh, like they they just explode like getting twice as much likes like uh, as as pieces i thought where i worked hard for them to to be finished and to look the way i am happy with just even even partially because i'm never 100% happy with what i do oh yeah no the the one with the the woman that was up that you described i I really appreciated that one, but I also understand the struggle of just trying to get perspective. <laughs> perspective is just a nightmare sometimes. And you're just like, and that's not my strongest suit. Um, and uh, it is action packed, 
many characters to get the composition right to get the the storytelling right as as i as i've said so you have to build the the pictures in the way that you kind of steering the attention of the viewer uh, to to make kind of make the audience uh, look at things and elements of the picture in the correct uh, how should i say it um what what they should look at first second third and and so on so yeah. so it it's kind of hard and and then you just paint a guy with the reflection in in his uh, <laughs> in his shades of someone burning and people tell wow well and, and that's and that's great and that's great <laughs> It just tells me uh, that extra effort wasn't necessary. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just it's, kidding. I was going to say, it's, look, it's not often we see somebody on goddamn fires. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh. Um, that's something you mentioned earlier I want to touch on too. I think it's really common. We're both, we met in art school, me and Sarah, and I've played in bands and even just running tabletop games and stuff. You're always creating to some sort. And uh, I think it's really common for um, to feel like never really happy with the final result or you feel like I can always put more in this. Uh, just knowing when like a piece should be done, even if you're like, oh, but I could go back and add this or touch that up. You, it does get to a point where you kind of have to just let your piece loose. Even if you don't think it's ready yet, you have to know when to be like, okay, I've worked on this too long. Yeah, there is something like overdoing uh, a piece and uh, and uh, working further on that one just it isn't doing it any any good anymore. But uh, I, when I envision something that I would like to paint, the outcome rarely, very very rarely, isn't just what I was about to paint. So, so that was something I, I meant by saying I am never really happy 100% with what I do. Uh, and I believe that's necessary. That's, uh, that's a condition for me to, to make any progress because any day I will feel 100% happy with what I do. Uh, every time I do something will be the day I just uh, cease to develop and, and grow, you know. So, so uh, stay hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just try to stay hungry. <laughs> no, that's good advice. Um, yeah, we were kind of curious though. It's like, uh, I do, I do freelance stuff. Uh, Hunter doesn't as much anymore, but I know you still do a bit. It's just like, how did you get involved in doing stuff with uh, World of Darkness, like officially? <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was a kind of uh, funny story because um, finally managing to 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 get this contract was uh, something I felt uh, obviously happy because it's a dream job for a nerd like me, uh, but uh, it also was something I was uh, happy uh, about because I was feeling like I'm a grand mastermind <laughs> because. <laughs> Uh, back then, um, I was doing freelance for uh, easily over 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, have some had some agency jobs because I have a strong uh, design background as well. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so I was doing design, but but always wanted to do solely to focus solely on uh, on illustration. Uh, uh, got a uh, got a meanwhile got a job in an agency as an art director in uh, employer branding. So totally something different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I thought, okay, uh, there is a hype on cyberpunk game. So I will paint some cyber uh, because it was 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. The the Cyberpunk uh, 277 was about to 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 come out. So I will paint some Cyberpunk characters. Maybe on the hype, I will get some jobs, etc. <clears throat> that worked not so well. But then the uh, vampire hype uh, uh, was there because of the. the ever delayed uh, bloodlines uh, 2 game <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, fifth edition of vampire the masquerade which is which was uh, re- which got a very very good reception mm-hmm. uh, and i uh, thought okay so let's try something like that but with vampire characters and i created uh, my my character uh, white mary mm-hmm. and i started to paint some some pictures of her writing some story snippets so there was one one picture of her second third and someone reached out uh, and i was sharing it in all the facebook vampire groups etc and someone reached out to me oh listen would you paint uh, as a commission my character for vampire the mask i said sure so, so uh, one character painted for 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 a fan, uh, second, third, and then uh, just uh, after painting a few of them, I, I believe there were like six, seven, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Wolf slash uh, Paradox Art Director reached out to me and say and asked me, "Would you like to work, uh, paint some some stuff for Vampire the Masquerade?" Mm, let me think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it took off from then, uh, and uh, they gave me quite quite some work. I, I had a job at the at the agency back then, so I kind of kept two jobs up to the point when I had to decide. Uh, make a decision which way uh, should I go and. The, the, there was just one way actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like no that's great i i i'm glad that you were able to get picked up uh because i i looked through some of your older postings and i saw the cyberpunk stuff and i was uh sharing it with one of the other hosts who may or not be may or may not be a robot and <laughs> okay. he was just like i need to use these for upgrades and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it, it's it's all great i just I'm, I'm glad you got to live the nerd dream yeah um yeah. that does lead into another question uh we were wanting to ask um have you worked on any other tabletop games other than btm uh before when it comes to illustration work i've done stuff mostly for uh covers of novels okay. fantasy and, and science fiction but Earlier, I did some uh, some a few pieces for uh, an indie game. Uh, it was uh, published in a Zen format through uh, Kickstarter. I believe it was called uh, Orbital Intelligence. Uh, 
Okay. I'm sorry if I if I uh, if I don't remember uh, the name. Sorry, Christopher, because that was the author. Uh, but I believe it was orbital intelligence. I, I painted a few very strange uh, pieces uh, for 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 a, for a guy, crazy nice guy, very very self published he self published his his dreams which was something about very very trippy science fiction stuff well it's okay well if there was any mis uh remembering we'll fix it in post it's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh no i looked it up it looks like the group is called orbital intelligence sweet we'll probably share that with our discord because uh, a lot of people in our community like independent games and we've been trying to organize games amongst each other so yeah really uh, cool. i i got it it was called terror of the stratosphere uh, ah okay and it and the orbital in intelligence was uh, i believe community uh, that was i don't know i i may mix mix it up so i i i stop at this but terror of the stratosphere was the name of the of the zin in question okay all right on oh that sounds rad i'm I'm excited to check that out. Uh, oh, we did, uh, speaking of the Discord, uh, I did ping a few people in our server to be like, hey, did you have any questions? And uh, the, the big question was asked was, uh, do you have any thoughts on doing specific colors with specific clans? Or do you care more about like the tone of the characters specifically? No, I never, ne never uh, thought about it this way to mm -hmm. uh, to attach some color to uh, to color code the clans, so to speak. But mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, I on purpose tried to do quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. So um, there are some um, how to say cliches yeah. <laughs> that that go with certain archetypes stereotypes mm -hmm. of clans etc so uh, the the best uh, example would be the um, the muay thai nosferatu uh, i did for uh, companion yeah uh, so uh, and i believe i I've, i wrote it in the in the description uh, when when i uh, shared it but uh, if i can briefly uh, repeat it it was something like uh, I was thinking that Nosferatu are just okay. You, you, okay, Christoph, you have to paint a Nosferatu enforcer. Mm -hmm. So, okay, big, bulky, uh, black clothes, uh, ugly face, of course, uh, and uh, and uh, the scary, uh, dark uh, character. No, we're doing quite the opposite. So, I, I made it, made him, um, the, the character was male. Uh, a, a small guy, skinny, muscular, but but skinny, and as bright and uh, and uh, as much white as possible, so so I can uh, like get the same result of painting a character that you look at and and think about them. Okay, that guy would would make a rinse meat out of me <laughs> uh, but actually i used uh, very bright colors very vivid colors like uh, pinks uh, purples blues and and stuff like that the other one was uh, sabbat uh, both characters for uh, sabbat uh, path of uh, death and soul Yes, because oh, yeah. uh, when you think of it, you, the, the the default you're thinking about is the goth girl. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> or something <laughs> like that the, the dark murky mm-hmm. uh, spooky character so i painted one white mm-hmm. as white as possible and the second one the big uh, vivid uh, blob of uh, yellow yeah. So so I just on purpose uh, tried to not paint um, the first thing that comes to mind and uh, make it uh, a bit more interesting if possible. So so maybe break people stereotypical stereotypical thinking about the about the subject. Uh, maybe I succeeded, maybe not, but uh, that was always uh, that is always my my goal to to try to inspire different approach of thinking, or maybe if not different, uh, spark some 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 creativity and uh, and inspire some thought uh, about what they are seeing and reading. Yeah. No, that was great. the 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 character of uh, Path of Death, I liked that you. <clears throat> coated their outfit white because there are a lot of cultures where the death color is white yes as opposed yes. to black so i was just like oh, yes thank god somebody else did somebody's doing that thank god <laughs> yeah the character had uh, some elements of uh, of uh, cult of santa muerte uh, yeah. where the where the white is the the color that is attached to it i believe in japan japanese culture the white mm-hmm. is the color of death and and i i've kind of try to to do my homework on this as well to to but but i find this just just interesting because uh, painting a big black um, dark figure okay it will be spooky and scary but painting something as bright and uh, as vivid as, as as possible like the guy with the yellow apron Mm-hmm. And look at him and and thinking, oh oh my God, this God is this oh. guy is nope guy, nope 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 oh, nope yeah no that that guy <clears throat> hit me in a spot because uh, we live in the American Midwest and uh, there's a I don't know if you pay attention to any true crime or anything but there's a lot of like serial murderers in our part of the United yeah, States because so the, the, there are some vast uh, vast. <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. distances yes. from from big settlements so they can they can uh, just vanish easily oh yeah so yeah just seeing that character where you just look at him and go oh no <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of hit close to home where it was like oh no oh i i know that kind of guy that like looks kind of small and demure and isn't really a problem but then like you you see the shark eyes and you go oh no that guy super a problem we gotta go <laughs> So if it worked, I'm I'm really happy. I, I yeah. was I, I'm just giving myself a task every time, mm-hmm. and uh, and try to to push myself further to to make it more interesting. Yeah. Oh no. Not that great. I don't think that stereotypes are are bad. I like them in games because that they, they make uh, as I as I was telling about the seven uh, initial uh, Camarilla clans, mm-hmm. it just make things. It's a shortcut, shortcut to to recognize something, uh, what it is, for what it is, and going from then, give your creative uh, aspects to to it and, and create something unique. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I, I was curious on the creative front. Is there anything with the the fifth edition stuff that you're particularly like excited about? Uh, hmm. It's a it's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, no, hard in an interesting way because uh, I really uh, like uh, fifth edition for 
for making it, as I've said earlier, uh, a full, full circle and going back to the roots, going back to the basics uh, in, in, a, in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, also making things um, more modern and, uh, and updated for, for today. Uh, some smart uh, lore changes uh, that make uh, things... Uh, Easier for a story storyteller because uh, Camarilla ban on using uh, electronics and internet, to be honest, makes it a lot easier for the storyteller because uh, okay, uh, uh, if you if you have a if you're trying to run a I don't know detective story and your characters each have a smartphone with internet and all the answers. <laughs> That's why I like to place my games in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Like actually, uh, yeah. Hunter runs a Hunter game for us set in 1994. <laughs> yeah, my so favorite era, 80s, 90s. Uh, 90s are the best for me because I, uh, because of the age, I kind of remember it. So I don't have to look that much things up to make it... Uh, uh, era appropriate <laughs> but, but but yeah uh, there are of course some things i i am not that fond of in uh, fifth edition because uh, mm, many things were simplified which is for the best if you try to draw new people to uh, to the to the hobby to the game mm -hmm. because i i can't see how you can uh, draw new people with uh, 100 uh, books for the <laughs> third edition or 700 pages of uh, anniversary edition mm -hmm. uh, and all the bloodlines disciplines and all and all that stuff so it, it is good but the way some things were uh, simplified i am not that much of a fan of but as I've said, there, uh, with that much of a material, it's impossible to please anyone. So, yeah. so I like it. I like the the new Sabbat a lot, and not just because I paint so many painted so many pieces for it. I'm not that narcissistic, but uh, I like that it became what it was before and initially, the the boogeyman, the 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 the, the evil vampire, the the something that is even worse even worse than the thing you normally are scared of and not just uh, Camarilla, Camarilla 2.0 uh, just uh, because that's what the, the Sabbat uh, in earlier earlier editions with um, every next book published became just like just like second Camarilla but for edgy kids <laughs> yeah sorry oh, sorry if like i'm wearing a trench coat I, and katanas oh boy <laughs> no. sorry if i'm blunt about that but uh, oh, no. the, the greatest thing about this game is uh, that you can pick and choose and and make your game what you what you want it to be it's not like dungeons and dragons where the rules are set and uh, i i have nothing up against dungeons and dragons if people enjoy it more power to them but this game just let me lets me tailor the 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 world the the setting to what I'm trying to run with who I'm playing mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and pick and choose some disciplines uh, throughout the years some bloodlines and other stuff that were in meta plot in lore were never in my games because I just didn't like them. Yeah, That's I would uh, I would agree with that. I think 
I do like that the Sabbat are closer to what they were initially. And I think, like you said, if they're trying to bring in new people and have it be more accessible, a game needs a clear enemy, even if, you know, a vampire is ultimately about personal horror and trying to survive in this world and stuff, having like a clear set, okay, these are the bad guys, even worse than whatever you made, this exists, and you have a clear thing to fight, if you're running a more straightforward game like that, I think it makes it a lot easier for new players to kind of latch on to. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree in full with you, because... Uh that's the reason because uh, for for uh, because i don't like that's the reason uh, i didn't like uh, some things in earlier editions like first uh, the way followers were were followers of set were presented for the first time and then the whole infernalism i mm-hmm. i didn't like it a lot because vampire the masquerade to me was always a game about shades of gray mm-hmm. like no one is good no one is evil you are good and you are evil at the same time. And everyone is evil. Everyone tries to be good. Every, everyone tries to find themselves in the monster uh, they be, they've become. And to throw something black and white into that wasn't something I liked that much. Mm-hmm. Like infernalism uh, that just uh, made the, the whole uh, idea, the whole concept on internal, of internal conflict of good and evil inside me obsolete because that's the real evil so you are good and no, uh, and i don't i don't believe i would use i would i would think me personally i'm not i'm not trying to say your point is invalid but i i don't know if i personally think about the the sabbat in the fifth edition in that way it's uh, not just uh, an uh, a straightforward evil enemy as a boogeyman as something to be afraid of not something to have the the obligatory conflict with mm-hmm. but but something uh, that you know you don't want to become but you can see it and that's that's hell of a scary thing to look yeah. at oh i definitely no yeah i definitely agree with that um I was just saying for like a new player who's still kind of yeah, learning yeah, yeah. Sure, the rope sure, and okay. stuff i think that's an easy in for them it's like oh, you're new on the scene, you're in town, and oh no, these guys are attacking and they're clearly worse than everything you've dealt with before. It gives them a clear objective in the world. Not so yeah, that yeah. I would run an okay, entire so, game so, like so I kind of misunderstood you, but, but yeah, in a, in a more straightforward game, like you're, you're running a game on the, on the convention or with new players or something like that, that's the enemy, and that's the enemy that have the trace you can see in yourself. And yes. that's uh, that, that that you're fighting the something you 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 don't want to become, yeah. Yeah. But, no. But yeah. It, no. It, it, but nonetheless, it could be a, a action-packed game uh, full of uh, fight scenes, pursuits, and all that stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I like that there's kind of a mild narrative parallel between the Sabbat and some of the uh, extremist kind of things you see in our world, where it's like, oh. Some of these people really genuinely believe X, Y, and Z, and they're willing to go so far for these beliefs. And it's just kind of like a the the terror of running into somebody who has a different viewpoint you than you, and you're just trying to figure out how you deal with that. I I find to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and it's that that that's great. That's a great point you're making because uh, the the Sabbat being the quasi religious. Mm-hmm. group being a fanatical cult more than uh, just bad guys 
makes it the more complex because uh, it's not like they're evil because they are think they're evil. They are what they are because they're trying to save the world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they're and they're and they're totally believe in what they do. So if we have to kill 20 people, yes, that's the sacrifice that has to be made. Yeah. And I I I find that to be an interesting thing and in getting into some of the the lore and seeing how things that are mentioned in parts of the Sabat book tie into things that I read earlier, like in Beckett's jihad diary and stuff, and you're just kind of going, Yeah, oh no. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's great i love it but you know just as a storyteller you just look at all these little threads and you're just like oh no this is great why'd you give me a loaded plot gun <laughs> <laughs> it's so good but ah. Back, but there is one other question that i had oh. that i forgot to ask um i saw that you did some of the preview art for the upcoming uh haunted reckoning game yes <laughs> yes uh i, I obviously no spoilers but um i'm really excited about that i know sarah mentioned earlier that i actually run a hunter game for our group um so what's it been like uh, getting to work for like a new whole game line outside of vampire uh i gotta say that uh, of course i'm not uh, sharing any details but uh, i'm really 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 excited about the uh, the hunter book because uh uh I I have to I may have anything to say only about the aspects I am contributing to so so obviously it's just art but uh, the style that was that emerged uh, throughout the early stages of uh, of work is really something I am I am happy with and I believe visually this game will, will will rock will will be something to to really really uh look up to because uh, it will be very very pretty <laughs> yes i'm so excited uh, uh so excited. as far as the as the how the game is created and and all that stuff um i believe the only thing i have to say if um no i i Actually, I won't won't say okay. anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we, won't, we don't want you getting in trouble. It's all good. It's all I don't good. want to get any in any trouble, but uh, I wasn't. I never was a big fan of the Hunter game uh, earlier earlier edition. It kind of not that I tried it and didn't like it. It kind of just uh, passed uh, through me, and I never gave it a, a, that much of a look uh, until until much later. But uh, this one will, will be very interesting, and uh, I'm kind of intrigued how the how the community will 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 receive it because I'm really happy with what is what is brewing. Good. Yes, I I love I've been loving all the snippets and bits we've gotten about the Second Inquisition. So getting a Hunter book that might build on that more, I'm just like, give me. I need it. I want it. It I'm will excited. be. It will be. It will be a completely different approach. Oh, that's okay. fair. <laughs> Either way, as was, as was as was written in the in the preview on the, on the World of Darkness dot com. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, the the game the game will be something really really interesting. Yes, I've always loved Hunter. It's always been Loki my favorite. Um, but we ran the Chronicles of Darkness version, not the World of Darkness version. Yeah, Hunter um, the Vigil. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I really like that it kind of keeps a lot of that, you can keep that political and social like horror 
and intrigue from vampire in the game but it mixes i would run it more like call of cthulhu where the, you know they're investigators they're fighting things much more powerful than them mm-hmm. and you're still trying to maintain your humanity like how do you get to the point where you don't just start killing indiscriminately because any guy out after dark could be a vampire yeah, like their their tendrils and tentacles are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 like kind of uh, like in a, in a old Warhammer when uh, where the chaos was were, was everywhere. Everyone was tainted, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Cosmic yeah. horror. But uh, yeah, the, the the hunter game is uh, was mm, that uh, kind of the default horror game. Yeah. And uh, maybe the fact that I never really uh, got uh, much invested in it was the fact that I run my games uh, in a kind of a specific way because many times players, players, to think of it, my players never really started their games as vampires. Mm. So I started started the games as a pure horror game Mm. uh, where and like they didn't fill out the sheets uh, until i believe session five six Mm. uh, and until session three or four there wasn't even any supernatural element so that's that's where that's the way i started my long-running chronicles uh, probably the, the 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 most uh, the most the most usual way it, it was it was something like that and then some of them died as humans <laughs> so Oops. some of them uh, became uh, the antagonist of the supernatural element and some of them were embraced and became uh, vampires and uh, i believe we played like six months of uh, six months worth worth of chronicle in my Kindred of the Ebony Kingdoms uh, Chronicle, set in uh, Kingdom of Mali and in uh, 1600s, and then uh, into the more modern nights. I believe we played like six months uh, playing weekly, where where one of the players played uh, Libon vampire character, and the other still played human. Oh, so. And and eventually was also uh, embraced and and tra- and then they all transferred to to the modern knights as anachronistic tribal uh, African vampires in a modern day in Senegal. So, mm-hmm. oh, that w- <laughs> about uh, doing re- research <laughs> for a year. I've read nothing else but things on uh, on africa northwestern africa their beliefs their geo- geography his- history so yeah that's that's oh. that's that's something like that no no that's right as far no I- so maybe that's why that's why i never got into the hunter because uh, i did something similar with uh, with uh, vampire games okay. yeah. that's all valid no that all sounds great and i'm I I love that that's how you run games and part of me is just like ah. the nerd part of me is just like I want to take part but I'm like no 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 he's busy I can't bug him like that that's rude <laughs> but no that's rad I love all of that stuff oh gosh but yeah uh was there was that it was that actually it 
Do we, yeah, do we I think, all start? I, I think that's good. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. On. Well, again, thank you so much for doing this, dude. Oh, it's so good. Thanks a lot. Real pleasure. Real yeah. pleasure to talk to to talk to you. And uh, mm, I really like that uh, the the nerd community uh, consists of uh, people who are so uh, diverse, so different from each other. Because when I started, uh, hopped into the the hobby, the the stereotype was strong. You know, mm-hmm. only the guys. Who spend their times at home, yeah, <laughs> live, living the living the fantasy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right now, and right now, everyone plays, everyone mm-hmm. plays, uh, and then this in, into that kind of stuff, and that's great. That's that that's something I really, really, really like. From you know, uh, guys uh, sixty years old to 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 teenage girls, everyone, and that's 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 great. That's great, especially I, I think it it is true with uh, World of Darkness games, mm-hmm. because they always had that uh, set of qualities that that could speak to many groups of people. Because you have that tragedy, that rom- romantic tragedy that, that uh, speak to, to more sensitive people. And you always uh, can play gang rule and bruja and break stuff. <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think Vampire is something special in that regard. Um, we talked about it on like, previous episodes, but like Part of what got me into vampire was I'd go to like used bookshops and that kind of thing, and I'd be buying CDs. And then I I found these books. They were always put the role playing books right next to the comic books, which I've been into since I was a kid. And all of a sudden, I started seeing these vampire books. And I was like, whoa, what what are these books that look like ministry albums? <laughs> so that so I ended up buying those. And then at first I th- I don't even know if I knew it was a game at first, but eventually I was like, oh, I want to play this. Oh, that's that's the one thing I never uh, I um, I haven't told you. But uh, if uh, it wasn't for Vampire the Masquerade, I would probably not paint things for Vampire the Masquerade. So I would probably never be a, an artist if not for Vampire the Masquerade. Because when I finished high school, uh, I I was choosing the the college I I would like to go. I was thinking something about psychology and all that stuff. And like lost one year uh, learning something I was wasn't that interesting in. And after that year, I thought, okay, mm, I'm not thinking about something reasonable. I'm just going to study something I like. Mm-hmm. And I always drew, painted, or something like that. And went to uh, my entry exam to 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 the college with a handful of of watercolor paintings I've made, and these were, to be honest, a blatant copies of uh, Ken Meyer Jr. Uh, pieces oh, yeah. he painted for Vampire the Masquerade books and Vampire the Eternal uh, Struggle uh, cards. So yeah. Vampire got me to art studies. I finished them. I became an artist, and uh, without it, I would probably, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Playing vampire made me uh, is is actually a big part of what I became in life. I believe. Yeah. That, no, it's rad. It, it is fair to say it like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was gonna say without Vampire the Masquerade, uh, me, Hunter, Skipper, and James the podcast probably would not have all met each other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the lifelong friendships because mm-hmm. the guy I'm still playing with, uh, it's like my, like it's like my only buddy from the high school. Uh, uh period and uh, and we're still we're still playing actually we have a session tomorrow so <laughs> so, oh, so that's great yeah so it's a it's a lifelong friendship you know yeah no that's so great i'm glad you guys are still friends and are still gaming and stuff um yeah you survived uh talking yes. to the blank bodies thank you <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so uh if people were to try and look you up online what is your is the handle is it the rabbit black dog rabbit black dog without without the spaces uh, yeah. yeah so whenever you write that down i should be the one that pops out <laughs> and says hi <laughs> oh hello <laughs> hello ah <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, right on well thank you so much for doing this with us my dude uh, thanks 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 for having me thanks for for the invitation yeah. absolutely uh, 